Okay. All right. All right. Sorry. I had to finish texting my brother. Is that important? Yeah, we were talking about Beyonce's movie. Oh, well, did he watch it? No, no. Oh, he's well, not going to watch it. Then what are we talking well, about? Well, because he's just like, some people are saying it's terrible and some people are saying it's amazing. And I'm just like, literally no one's saying no it's No one terrible. said it's terrible. Anyone, unless you're racist. Uh, unless you have not seen it or you are racist. Right. Those or, are the two options. Which are is probably both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess if you're racist, you're not watching Black is King. But honestly, that just sucks for you because you're missing out on a visual fucking feast. <sighs> Oh, I wish we could just talk about it again. We will. We will. Like, let's get real. I mean, yes. 45 minutes from now, we'll be talking about Black is King. I know, but we already made a video. So, like, maybe people already know our thoughts on how amazing it is. But no. All right. I have nothing constructive to say. (laughs) Nothing more to say than what I say in the video other than it's amazing. Spoiler alert, guys. My my giving me moments is going to be boring, (laughs) but true. But still true. Hey, it happens. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Today Matt's podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And we're back again for another week. Here we go. Can you believe? How was your week, Matt Palmer? Uh, my week was good. I'm trying to think. It was, you know, work happened. Um, some I was doing some music stuff that happened. The weekend was fun. I've gotten into a show on HBO Max, which I'll be discussing later. Okay, cool. Um, and I had some some uh, park time today, and that was nice. I love a park time. Yes, I've been trying to go outside and like see friends, social distancing in a park, try to make it a weekly thing. Because, you know, it's, of course, quarantine time. But mm-hmm. if we can be outside and like safely apart from one another, it's good to be social. I, I always have a moment. I always like get food and eat it in a park by, alone by myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. And where I sit and do it is like next to a uh, skateboarding park or whatever. Mm, okay. Um, and I just realized this after doing this for, you know, a couple weeks now yeah. that the skateboarding park is actually closed. And I always wonder why there's like always a cop there kind of yelling at the kids. Oh. And I'm like, because I've never seen the, how the kids enter and everything. And I finally saw how they enter. Mm. And they there's like a hole that's dug underneath this fence that's locked. What? And the kids like, like crawl under the hole. Like like underneath just to get fence. to the skate to park. Get to the, yeah, and, and there was one kid who like couldn't fit because he was like a bigger kid. Oh, and, I was, and like they were trying to figure it out and everything, but he eventually they figured they it out. They got him. Yeah, he like climbed over, and I was like, "Yeah, girl, let's go." <sighs> hey, you know, if you want to skate, you gotta skate. I just don't know if it's worth. I mean, I guess everyone loves what they love, but is it worth all that? Just like you know, I just think of those injuries. I, I yeah. think you know, I've always been more of a rollerblading stand than a <laughs> skateboarding stand. <laughs> okay, you know, we all loved Brink on the Disney Channel. Um, no idea what you're talking that's, about. I never Wrong. heard the Brink, word Brink in my life. Brink was truly iconic. It was a movie starring Eric Von Denton. You remember Eric? Don't Brink. know who that is. You, Another name I have never heard in my life. You do not know who Eric Von fucking Denton nope, is. No, like can one say of like it. one of like the cutest like uh, child movie stars like of the late nineties. You've seen Eric? No, Von I Denton. haven't. You, I'm gonna look him up. The but hair, I mean, you'll recognize the hair. He I'm was gonna in, look it up, but I don't. Is it all Disney Channel shit? No, he's done a lot of stuff. He uh, like he was in the Leave It to Beaver like no. remake movie. He, no, you've seen. I've never it. seen. He had his own sitcom life. at one point Not when once. he was like a teenager. That's insane. Well, Not anyway, once. he was very famous, <laughs> extremely famous in the nineties. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, must have been nice for him. I wish him all the best. Hope he's happy and living his best life out there. I'm sure he's doing fine. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, yes, it was a good week, good long week, but it's over now. We're back here with giving you some news for idiots. Are you ready to jump in? I haven't talked about my week. How yet, you, but were it's talking, fine. you literally jumped in to talk about your skate parks and <laughs> well, talked over. Week. Well, you talked over my week. So, do you have something else to say in yours? I do have some shit to say. All right, about yes, my week. let's hear Thank about you. it. So, um, my week was very fine. We got a new boba place in the neighborhood, which I'm very excited about. That's great. Um, we uh, also, it was a very much a week of like anticipation uh, for announcements that never fucking came mm. like I believe this weekend Joe Biden was supposed to announce his vice presidential right. pick and I was just like it's happening and then the weekend went by and it didn't happen right and it's like I just need to know so I know whose name I'm tattooing on my forehead <laughs> um because you know I love all of them uh so waiting for that also just the big brother cast announcement was supposed to be last Monday right famously Monday came and, and went it never <laughs> fucking happened yes. which was and it was suspected that the reason why it didn't happen was because a couple of them had right. coronavirus, and so. They but now they're announcing the it live, announcement. right? Yes, now okay. they're announcing it live uh, on the show, and you're going to see them like walk into the house live, and right. everything. And that's what you were saying you prefer. That's what I was saying I prefer. But yeah, the whole week has just been 
crazy, like absolutely nuts in the Big Brother Twitter sphere. And amongst the fans, it's just been thrilling from top to bottom, I have to say. That's wonderful. Yes, it has been lovely. Uh, so I guess we can't talk about Black is King now. I mean, we can talk about it. <laughs> we can just talk about Black is King for the whole podcast. I mean, it was released. It's excellent. It was a guiding light in a dark tunnel of a quarantine. And truly, if you haven't watched it, get on it. It's the best thing you'll ever see. A visual feast, a joyful piece of art by the Queen of the world, Beyonce Knowles, who's somehow as much of a filmmaker as she is a musician at this point. And what a feat. What a feat. Yes. Like, what is there really to say? Congratulations to all of the wonderful, lucky, talented human beings that got a paycheck from Absolutely. that. Absolutely. there were so many of them, and I'm yes. sure those paychecks were wonderful. I mean, <laughs> one would hope. I mean, between Beyonce and Disney, it's like those paychecks better have been wonderful. Yes. So congratulations <laughs> to everyone who cashed a check this week. Yes. A Beyonce check. Yes. Good for you. <laughs> now was the time. And But and unfortunately, someone's having a less good week than Beyonce. Yeah. What that a- would be Miss Ellen DeGeneres. And I feel like we've mentioned on this show that she kind of was notoriously unkind. I don't think I was privy to the fact that her work and like the show itself was so terrible to work Mm -hmm. on. Like now that I think BuzzFeed has put up a couple of articles about how there are sexual harassment situations, you know, racism, microaggressions, like a lot of rampant sexual misconduct is the quote in a new report saying that, uh, Employees have said that top producers engaged in sexual misconduct and harassment. And then uh, Ellen put out an apology that was essentially like, I am kind of far away from all of this executive producer stuff. And I assumed everything was being handled, but like the way it should be. But, um, you know, I guess that's not the way it is. There are going to be changes around here. Mm-hmm. And then weirdly, what who's the guy? Brad Garrett, the guy who was like the brother on Everybody Loves Raymond, yeah. came out and tweeted and was like, it starts at the top. I know several people that have been mistreated like very greatly by Ellen herself. Yeah. So she and was, then Leah Thompson like tweeted underneath him. I think it was Leah oh, Thompson I didn't see that. who was just like, I agree. <laughs> like, oh. Shit. I mean, I have to say, because the thing is, the very, very, I have to give kind of a shout out to Kathy Griffin here because Kathy mm. Griffin, I think, in my memory, was the very, very first person who I, who like hinted that maybe Ellen wasn't that nice. <laughs> and this was maybe like, yeah, when was that? Like eight or nine years ago. Mm. Like she was on some talk show or something and she just sort of said, you know, I did the Ellen show and, you know, Ellen's broken a lot of barriers, blah, blah, blah. blah. But I was not. And like it was a little awkward and she was like, I was just not a fan of the way she ran her set. I'll just wow. say And she was just like it. And people were like, well, was she like horrible to you? And she's like, no, she wasn't, you know, horrible to me. It's just, you know, she just kind of ruled it with an iron fist and mm. everything. Which, yeah, and, and it was kind of like insinuated like, well, you know, that's what you have to do. But you could tell Kathy was not a fan. Um, so she was kind of the first person I've ever heard sort of speak out against. I mean, I'm telling you. Gradually as the years went on. Yes. Honestly, like, by this time, the, the murmurs had just gotten so loud that honestly, it was a, it's a little surprising that it took this long for it to come out this publicly because I feel like. Here, of course, in L.A., you're going to hear like stories about people being crazy and celebrities being crazy. But like the Ellen thing was always so constant that like Mm -hmm. and I think it's also because her brand is so like be nice, kindness first, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I guess that really rubs people the wrong way. The fact that behind the scenes, she's a a total monster, apparently. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, you know, I I don't know what's going to happen. I heard there's talk on page six about like they're thinking about replacing Ellen with James Corden. Which I think is very strange because it's like, well, he has a I was gonna that was my thing. It's like he has a show you know you should replace her with Kiki Palmer because her show got canceled. That Michael Strahan other lady and Kiki show got canceled and she's available and she's winning and she's wonderful. She's the moment. She's hilarious. I'll take a Kiki Palmer I daytime would love, show. I think not? that'd be perfect. I know a lot her. of people were also throwing out like Wanda Sykes if we wanted to oh. do another like lesbian comedian, yes. which I love. I love a Wanda Sykes. She's hilarious. So I'm, I'm off for a Kiki Palmer or Wanda Sykes show. I think I do think the James Corden rumors are strange, especially because yeah. it's like Come on, guys. Like, you you own, like, nighttime talk shows. Exactly. Like, the women know how to do their daytime talk exactly. shows. So, like, you know. What's um, Yeah, I, I think that's a very interesting rumor. Do, if you had to guess, if you had to put money out, do you think that The Ellen Show is going to be over this time next year? I truly don't know. Yeah. I, the thing is, like, 
if it is, how is it going to end? Like, is it just not going to come back? Is it going to... Because, I mean, even if Ellen is this horrible monster, blah, 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 right. still, like, that's a sad way to go out, for, especially for all those people who are empl- been employed under her for, what, right. like 20 years? Right. Like, like, a little less than 20 years? Like, it, it's it's a massive, massive show, and right. to just sort of just not come back suddenly, it's that's kind of a weird way to end things, you know? But then, like... but. On the other hand, how are you going to end it? Be like, so apparently I'm a monster. Yeah, so this is the like last episode. Have guest hosts from here on out. Yeah. Like, what do you do? I don't know. Yeah, I've always been sort of, I've always been sort of hesitant to jump on board with the Ellen is a monster thing because I'm very much just like, you know what? I have never been employed under her whatsoever. And literally anyone can be like, can make up an Ellen is a monster story, especially I know a lot of people in are in the industry who, if they are looked at like the wrong way by their boss or like told like, Hey, this needs to be different. I'm in charge. They like freak out about it. True. So, you know, I, I always sort of like there all those years people were just like, Oprah's a monster. Oprah's a monster. But it was but never like this. Like, I there feel like it there was, weren't like specific yes. stories with like back in the nineties when people decided they hated Oprah for no reason. That's crazy. Uh, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um, so there, the Ellen stories just started becoming more and more specific with yes. details. And yes. that's why I think that's when it started becoming like a little more believable. Well, everything. their executive producer, Andy, um, is saying that the show is not getting canceled, that the, nobody's going off the air and that it's still going to be around and still going to be on. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. I guess we all just need to watch Kelly Clarkson sing from her home because well, that, yes. that is what we need to be filling our daytime hours with. Well, but also when Ellen. Ellen comes back, I'm watching. Oh, everyone's I'm watching gonna, that episode. I mean, I'm going to see the one episode, <laughs> maybe the final episode, whatever they do. I, I, I truly wonder, are they going to have her back on that? Like, I don't know. I think it's it's unfolding and we will see how it all plays out. It'll be interesting. It's again like when I watched John and Kate Plus 8 when they were getting divorced. It's like, yeah, I'll watch that episode. Oh, devastating. And then never watch again. <laughs> oh, devastating episodes. And then every episode after that was just so depressing. It was like, oh my God. I, mean, I want happier times. Back when Alexis would poop it all over her crib. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I never watched that. Um, the 2020 Emmy Awards nominations came out this past week. Yes. How did you feel about that? I felt like I wanted to congratulate everyone. Oh my God. I don't know. I was, I was, I I don't watch, I didn't, you know, it's impossible to watch literally like 40% of everything that gets Mm. nominated. So it's, the Emmy Awards are so hard for me because it's so hard to know what you're rooting for because it's hard to have watched everything. Right. Well, I always kind of just end up rooting for the people who I have seen. mm, Well, I mean, Insecure got eight nominations. Yeah, they did. I was very excited for them. Yvonne Orji, I think, got her first nomination uh, as a supporting actress in comedy. So they are definitely who I am rooting for. I haven't finished all of Shit's Creek, but I love that every cast member, all four of the main cast members, got nominated in their respective categories as well. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting for their final uh, season. Sterling K. Brown, this is us, of course. We're always rooting for him. I'm still pissed. Like Mandy Moore, I'm gonna say this oh, every she time. Didn't get, didn't get nominated I'm this so year. Sorry. She got nominated, I think, last year, and that was the only time out of the like four years it's been on. It's fucking bullshit. Which season was her best season? Would you? All say? of them. Oh yeah, but like if you had to, <laughs> honestly, pick, this one, this past one, she was excellent and had to just like, the range she has to do well who got show. nominated instead of her was, was she lead actress or supporting actress uh i would imagine she is i actually don't know okay. i don't know well um lead actress in a drama let me see jennifer aniston in the morning show um olivia coleman kill, killing eve jodie comer oh excuse me olivia coleman the crown jodie comer killing eve uh laura lenny ozark sandra O oh, killing eve zendaya uh euphoria Okay, cool. All right. I mean, I was I, from the rumblings I hear, I hear that it's very much Laura Linney's year. Okay. Um, I hear she's like an insanely incredible in Ozark this season. Okay. I was very happy for Zendaya. Yes. Who I did watch Euphoria. I still need to watch it. I liked Euphoria. Yeah. A, like a lot. Like I, and I, you know, I hate like, oh, we're teenagers. Our <laughs> lives are crazy. We're doing drugs and having sex. Like that drives me insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did enjoy the show. The way they told the story was just so interesting and it just right. really like hooked you in Zendaya is incredibly talented she's like, also she, stunningly beautiful yes but she's incredibly talented I like, honest, I've never seen her the anything. thing is when she started on the show I and the show season started I was like she's too pretty for this role right. like, da, 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 da. but then like 10 minutes in I was just like oh <laughs> you, but you and now I can't picture anyone hey, else in that I, role I, like, I think like, the only thing amazing. I've seen her in was she's on the stoop and lemonade isn't she she's on what is she on the stoop and lemonade with like the with Amanda 
and all those people and like Chloe and Hallie at the end. In my head, I she is because she'd fit right. In. All right, we'll, <laughs> I'll have to we'll, look back. We'll edit her in. I in know the, if she's not, we need to edit her in. In the five year uh, anniversary, she'll uh, Beyonce will do like what Steven Spielberg did with ET and like edit in like special effects that weren't originally Ooh. there. So Beyonce will like put in Zendaya. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that for all involved. Uh, it is surprising that Reese Witherspoon has three shows that have nominations for them, I think, and she didn't get nominated. I know. It's like Reese. weird. What's weirder though is the fact that the second season of Big Little Lies counted towards this Emmy season. Like that second season of Big Little Lies was five years ago. Like <laughs> it, it felt like so long. I was gonna ago. say, when did it? I mean, I guess we it was talked about the- it on our very first podcast. Oh well, then it was probably exactly a year ago. So it was just happening. Yeah, yeah. It was in July of 2019. Right. So I guess now would be the time. Yeah, but it's I, like it happened at the very beginning of when it was eligible. Right. Because I think the cutoff is like June 30th for mm. a show, and then July 1st. I think starts. I mean, it's going to feel this way next year when uh, I may destroy you, which I assume is going to get a bunch of Emmy nominations, mm-hmm. gets the nomination. Cause it'll be like, Oh right. That season was a year ago yeah. and now the nominations are coming out. So I'm excited. I, I am excited for insecure for all the nominations. I get, I hope they get a lot of those awards and uh, you know, we love that for them. Um, there's going to be a levitating remix with Madonna. Cool. <laughs> and Missy Elliott. Cool. Did you see what Madonna posted on her Instagram? Yeah. What is that? I mean, what is anything? I know. <laughs> like these days. So I didn't, honestly, I, I had seen it posted several times, but I like knew it was completely fabricated and misinformation. So I didn't watch the video, but it was someone saying that COVID-19 wasn't real or something or like a fake doctor spreading misinformation about it or. Yeah. Oh God, I forget. It happened in the beginning of the week. Right. So like I really so don't who remember. knows? Uh, this doctor, I think she's from somewhere in Africa. I, mm. I don't, I, she's not from the US, but she's a doctor and she's like super hyper religious. She mm. like thinks that ovarian cysts are caused by like having sex with demons in your dreams and stuff like that and so she said something about how um, hydrocloxy blah 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 Mm. like would be a good way to cure COVID and like she doesn't believe in masks and blah 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 oh she doesn't believe in masks yes I think she's like an anti-masker I would the thing is I felt I was so clearly you see just even a peak of that and you're like oh this is bullshit why are there so many celebrities? Like, I think that fake redhead on Riverdale, K- KJ Appa, I think he posted it. What? Yeah. What? Like several people posted this video. That red hair dye must have seeped into <laughs> his damn brain. What do you mean? He's not a natural redhead? Mm-hmm. I just assumed. Yeah, that purple hair. Him, him and Jill Zarin, just two Get natural here, redheads man. right there. Yeah, yeah totally. so that's the thing is, I think several celebrities posted it and deleted it. And the thing is, Madonna posted it, deleted it. Posted it again and I think deleted it again. And Madonna says something like, This woman is my hero. <sighs> and it's such a shame because Madonna was like at like one of the celebrities who was like very much in the 80s, like talking about AIDS right. and like not afraid to like talk about AIDS and HIV and be like, This is a problem. We need help right. and everything. So the fact that she is seemingly anti-mask is like it's just how did uh, we get here yeah how did we get here and also it's sad because Dua Lipa's like oh this is the biggest moment of my career I'm uh, having Madonna on my song and Missy Elliott I like mean, Dua heroes. don't worry we'll listen to it still yes and we'll be happy about it but like what an awful overshadowing like cause when you say Madonna it's like did you see that crazy shit she posted on her Instagram no that's the first thought I know poor Dua She's been through so much. I know. Um, <laughs> what else has she been through? Who, Dua Lipa? Well, she had to put her album out during quarantine and we all wanted to be dancing for it. That's true. It's true. That's true. I, mean, right. I still danced, but. <laughs> yeah, but you danced alone. That's not, the best way to dance. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like Robin, guys. Uh, did you see that our queen and best friend, mm-hmm. Rina Sawayama, uh, is apparently not eligible for British awards. Yeah, that's which is strange bullshit. Well, like, why is a if she? I'm assuming it, I I didn't read the full article, but something like because she wasn't born. In the I UK? think yes, yeah, she's but not. She is a, she's is she a not. Citizen? I guess she's not officially a citizen. She's okay. lived there for 25 years and has an indefinite leave to remain. Uh, on a visa, this means she's mostly treated equally as a British citizen with some differences, such as not being able to vote. However, according to the Mercury Prize and the Brits, she isn't eligible to enter as a British artist, even though she's been in the UK since she was a toddler. But see, it's strange to me because I wouldn't think a rule like that would have anything to do with a person's citizenship. I would think it would have to do with is the label that she's under a British label. Right. And like, yeah, or just is the person 
I don't know if you've been here in a place for 25 years. What is the fact like whether or not you can vote or whether or not you're like an actual British citizen? If that's like your home, like you're a British artist, that's where her label is. That's where she is. That's like her stomping ground. And it's not like she just moved there. Mm. So it's just bullshit. It's like she is a the breakout star of the year, especially in the UK. I feel like they should be propping her up. Like what what more forward thinking pop star has come out of uh the of the UK in this year? There's no one. It's Rena. So let's give her her flowers. Yeah, I just think it's weird that it's a person's citizenship and not the the labels because right. it's a it's a she's under a British contract. She's with a British company, like or I assume she is. Like mm. so, I think I think that's just a little weird, and I think we need to check out these rules and sort of amend them. Oh, guys. okay. To be eligible for the British solo artists categories or other British categories, artists must be. Uh, UK passport holders. Japan, unfortunately, does not allow dual citizenship, and Rena is reluctant to cut ties with her birth country. Oh. So it's like... That's interesting. Guys. So it's Japan's fault. It's everyone's <laughs> fault. It's everyone but Rena Sawayama, and she shouldn't have to choose. Like, it's not like she yeah. should be like, oh, if I want to be nominated as a British artist, I need to, like, give up my Japanese passport. Like, if that's what she wants to keep, she should be able to keep it. Yeah, it's a strange rule. Ugh, it's yeah. unfair. It's bizarre. And even though her record company, like I attempted to reach out to the Mercury Prize uh, about this, um, they received a curt email back saying that they were not willing to update the rules. Period. Mm. And it's like, God. So everyone, it, r- tweet things at all of these, at the Brits, at the Mercury Prize, because Rina Sawayama deserves to be recognized for her incredible work. She's eligible for Grammys, guys. And yes, she better be on Grammys. And honestly, this isn't even a story, but I just wanted to make sure you saw it. Did you see Chloe and Halle dressing up as the Spice Girls performing Do It at the Glad Awards? I did. It's cute. It's adorable. It was really cute. Okay. Love it. Mm-hmm. Always relevant, the Spice I, Girls. <laughs> I yes, um, <laughs> and and more good news. Several bl- classic black comedy series are coming to Netflix, and Moesha by Queen Brandy uh, just got just dropped there on August first. The Game, Sister Sister, Girlfriends, The Parkers, Half and Half, and One on One will be dropping on Netflix between now and October fifteenth. I love that. I, know, I love the schedule. I'm glad that my girl Monique is cashing in some checks now. Yeah, even though she's Parkers. like about to sue them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's all it's all happening at the same time. Wow, Netflix does Netflix realize that they're like paying Monique for those. I know they're getting her. (laughs) They're actually giving her that. Allowing her to fund those lawyers. It's crazy. So, um, get Monique. I haven't watched Moesha in the longest time, but I used to love it. But I worry in rewatching that because I keep always reading things about, uh, Moesha from people who've watched in the past and or now being like, God, Moesha was a horrible kid. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I loved her. And maybe as an adult, I'd look back and like not feel the same way. So I'm like, should I rewatch it? And, you know, I could possibly taint my feelings on Moesha or even worse, Brandy. I don't know. I'm in a hard, I'm, it's a hard spot to be in. I hope you pull through that. <laughs> um, I watched Moesha for her best friends who were amazing. Yeah, but Moesha was great too. Her best friends were better. <sighs> but Moesha sang that theme song. Yeah. And it's so good. I have no idea what the lyrics are. I just, I remember being a little kid and singing. It. I remember going mo to the e to the and then I just remember like also singing it's me I think it's like up in the morning the new day is done and it's me would it's never me. have guessed <laughs> why can't you not understand Brandy I, I feel don't. like I it's like I, I hear every word she says I, I understand don't, it I don't hear hear any of it uh, well well, I'm telling you give B7 a listen uh, it is very interesting it's beautifully it's Brandy's new album if you don't know uh, it is very vocally intricate uh, I think you'll have a lot of trouble with the lyrics, but there are some <laughs> lovely songs on there. I will say, wait, trouble is in like trouble hearing them, oh, or, yeah. or trouble like, like honestly both. Okay, she has some moments where it's like, uh, like I'm pretty sure she says the R word in oh, reference. Well, good thing we can't hear it's it. It's like, girl, it is 2020. You should not be saying that. And I saw some uh, Brandy fan account saying, well, no, it's a space term. She's saying this, 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 and this, and it's like, I don't think <laughs> I. I I don't think that's what she, it's just like in 2020 you shouldn't be saying that and I don't know I feel like she says something else like about being schizo at a point it's just like it does, in, in the new video for um what is the song called it starts with the beat new single uh she's in a straight jacket which is like I don't think we do that anymore yeah we don't so know, yeah. I just I I into I she has a song on the album called bye bipolar which I was like okay maybe she is bipolar and like if she's discussing her diagnosis that's really cool but then she was like oh no I'm not 
And it's like, oh, wow. Okay. Well, so <laughs> anyway, watch Moesha. Anyways. Stan, uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Yes. Our original Dina Jones. Yes. And honestly, Stan Brandy, but like, be a little worried for her, which is where I am. Well, you know, <laughs> maybe, I, you know. I just. <laughs> From what I hear, you've worried about Brandy like occasionally. Yes, I remember I have. asking, talking about Brandy and asking you, what's this song about on Aphrodisiac? And you were like, well, Brandy, we love Brandy, but she's, how do I say it? Um, a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember saying that. But. Something about like how she like lied about like dating a guy or oh she oh she lied kid. yeah no she had a kid and lied that she was married. Okay, so after the she she's like oh I'm giving the ring back. It's like no you're lying. You never were married. You just did this because you didn't want to be seen as like you know perfect teen pop star is like having a baby out of wedlock. Which who knows if that was her fault or the label or her parents or whatever. But yeah no that was a lie. <laughs> I just will always remember whenever I think of that album. <laughs> Me like being like, what's this song about? And you being like, well, Brandy is a liar. And <laughs> well, I, I, she she was going through a lot. I'm sure it's not easy being a child star. And you know, I, I hope all is well. Yes. Now, we wish her the best. I'm only mentioning this because you know the young lady, yes, Tracy Morgan, know. and his wife Megan Wolliver. Wolliver, yeah. Wolliver, file for divorce. Yes. So I went to high school with Megan Wolliver. She's so cute. She's oh, she's beautiful. She's yeah. Gorgeous. Um, she was a year older than me, so like mm. I'm not gonna pretend like I know her right. I think I've had because you know she was in a different year than me and I've had maybe like two conversations with mm. her that lasted maybe a sentence each so like I'm not gonna <laughs> pretend like I'm her best friend right. or anything. Um, but yeah no I hope everything's okay I did yeah. hear that she is fighting for half of his 90 million dollar settlement from his car accident oh, and also fighting for sole custody of their 14 million dollar house in New Jersey wow yeah. so is that our house is custody uh, so, uh, did I say you custody? Said custody for sole ownership? Ownership, Sorry. okay, okay, that's cool. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's what I meant. I love it. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I hope all works out. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't just, know what to say. I, I don't know anything about their marriage or their life together, but uh, that's wild. I mean, yeah, she, I think, was senior, the senior class president of mm. that graduating class. Oh, um, very well liked. She was very well liked. She yeah. was very nice. For, uh, from what I heard okay. from her, she, apparently she's very nice. Well, um, so I'm wishing her the best. Wishing Tracy Morgan the best. Yes, I hope it's an amicable divorce and that everyone is treated fairly and gets what they deserve. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more to Gay Matt's podcast. True. We're flying by. Oh my god! I love it. We're just like going. We have things to say. We have things. Also, to say. one piece of news I forgot. Oh, I'm what? sorry. Oh. There's a rumor going around that Claire, the Bachelorette, uh-huh. um, has fallen in love with her first impression Rose, and will is refusing to see any of the other guys, and is going to be replaced as the Bachelorette with a different girl named Tasha. So I'm very excited if that's true. We're not sure if it is, but iconic. <laughs> That is the stupidest. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just go through this? Like you have this season to she yourself. She does, but she. I, the thing is, they announced her guys before, like right before they were going to film her season. But uh-huh. then COVID happened, uh-huh. so she knew the list of guys that were going to be on her season. Uh-huh. So I'm sure she has been corresponding with this one guy all between this time. And I don't know if they've actually gotten together or whatever. That should be against the rules. That's like be. last week I was talking about how Nicole was saying that um, they were people were texting and and everything. Yes. And that, even though it's not true, remember, but I did find out a little. <laughs> I did find out a little bit of why. They were mad at Nicole, but whatever. Okay, uh, <laughs> um, that's that's uh, yeah, crazy. It's crazy. She just ruined her chance of being. A, the and that's the thing is, like, she ruined it on her on her own. Supposedly, yeah. she was the one who did this. Who just was like, I'm not doing anymore. I found wow. who I want to be. So with. she was there for the right reasons. I, and weirdly, <laughs> and I guess just, she was, and not just to have a TV I show. I hope it works for them. But, but like, also, Tasha's awesome, so I hope it is her, and that okay. you know we get a good season out of it. But like, that would be. Crazy, and they have to air that episode. They have to of be like uh, the episode of like Claire's first night, and be like, "Oh no, I pick him." And I'm this not is a leaving. one hour special, one off. I need it. I need it. The, I need like it. the Phantom Bachelorette episode yes. that Inject never happened it into my veins. Like I need it so much. I, iconic. If that's true, isn't like pre season reality TV drama no, so great? Because you never know what's true and what's not. <laughs> I know. It's oh, just it's so beautiful. It is great. Anyway, this is email my yes. Heart. <laughs> this is the section of the podcast where we answer some questions that you guys might have. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you can be a part of the email my heart if you email us at two gamats at gmail.com to spell T W O. So this question comes from Rachel. Rachel says, Hi Mats. Hi. So my father, who full disclosure is a boomer, mm. was <laughs> which all of our parents are. <laughs> right. Well, not all of them, depends on how old you are. Um, but our generation, our parents are boomers. Uh, was going on a he was going on a variation of his my generation's music was the best rant the other day because he maintains that they don't make music like that anymore and there aren't any artists today that are going to be known in 30 years this is objectively false (laughs) I think it's pretty obvious that Lady Gaga and Beyonce among others I'm sure are going to remain well known for decades to come as they should my question is what are the iconic songs from this era 2000s and 2010s that you think will be played on the radio on the throwback radio station in 30 Mm. to 50 years what are the songs that people will play for their kids and be like back in my day this was the ultimate pop song Mm. thanks hope you're all doing well stay strong kings oh thank you should we say like would we say like top three iconic songs that defined each decade like the 2000s and the 2010s um, it's, honestly, I was writing some down after we heard that this was going to be the question and like uh-huh. the 2010s are kind of hard for me because they were so recent mm-hmm. and that I'm just like, eh, it's a blur. I don't know what was happening, but I mean, we if, name yours. I'll name mine. Uh, I don't know if I can do th- like three off the top of my head. Yeah. I would say 2000s. The one that jumps out at me immediately is since you've been gone. Same. That was as like list. defined. Defined in a generation. Like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say one for 2010s that I think will go down in history and continue to be played for decades and decades is Call Me Maybe. Mm, absolutely. Um, I will say that, especially for like the early 2010s, I think yeah. define that. Um what about you? Give me one. Okay, uh, for the two thousands, <laughs> I definitely could. I believe "Single Ladies" is going to yes. outlive us all. Yes, "Toxic" as well. Yes, absolutely. A bad romance. Like yes, I just absolutely. feel like those songs are. I'm, I'm also going to throw in a Hollaback Girl. Oh, yes, what a song. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and people shat on that song when it came out, and like it's such a joy. Also, "Skater Boy." Uh, I think I don't know if that's the Avril song that is going to be remembered. Really? I don't. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be one of the other two singles off that album. I mean, I those two other two singles, I think, are amazing. Yes, everything. Yes. But I, to me, or at least where I was from, it, Skater Boy was it. Like, mm, Skater Boy was the biggest I think biggest that is the one that's for forgettable like, to me. Like, wow. I think it's complicated or I'm with you. Complicated because it was the first. and was like, what's this, what's this, what's this? And then I'm with you was just like, oh. Well, I'm with you, of course. I'm with you. I think Skater Boy just has the kitsch to it. Mm-hmm. So I think that sort of, and I think that has, like, the sentiment that was very big in those days like right. the, oh, oh, right. where, where, where are those preps, <laughs> preps. Uh, I'm gonna wear my black and pink right and I mean um, we belong together lest we yes, forget of course we'll yes. be with us forever I think I think those are the big I'm sure yeah unfortunately oh yeah yeah I wouldn't say unfortunately because I think it's a good song but like I will say yeah is the song I have heard the most in my life not on my own accord yes I've I never that. like Searched for yeah, <laughs> yes. purposely listened to yeah, but it, it was, was it's always on. Imagine being in Atlanta when this was happening. Oh my god, <laughs> it was literally like every song was yeah, it was crazy. Oh, that song just brings me right back to high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah is to me one of the biggest uh, songs in the 2010s. The one song that really jumped out at me was Uptown Funk. Oh, Uptown I Funk. I feel like absolutely. that's a song that's going to last forever. Um. um yeah, I, I would say I would say Call Me Maybe. I would say Uptown Funk. Is there a is there like one Taylor song from the 2010s that you think? Mm, I mean, uh, I uh, maybe Blank Space. Maybe Blank Space. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously it'll be a classic, but is that the biggest one? I mean, I hope it's not Shake It Off. My mm-hmm. God. Sadly, it might be. That. Oh, God. <laughs> that one's so annoying. Um, it's yeah. cute. It, I, but again, I feel like once we're further away from the 2010s, that list will become we'll clearer. Be but and also in your dad's defense, I feel like every person gets to a point in which they are old enough to say they don't make music like they used to. Yes. And w- w- I'm there. We, yeah, we are <laughs> both absolutely there. Like TLC was doing so much better than all these girls <laughs> these days. And it's like, OK, Grandpa. 
Republic. I get it. And so I understand that when you're young, it feels like, no, this is everything because I'm living it. Like, this is yeah. my childhood. This is my life. And this is the soundtrack to it. But at some point, you're going to, like, pop music just won't be for you anymore. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's kind of like how now technology is not for us. Like, we look at TikTok, TikTok and, and we're and just, just like, like I, don't get it. And honestly, don't want to. Yeah, like, I like, also don't care. Yeah, I'm, I'm beyond this now. And not it's to like, say that it's, like, bad or no. stupid or anything. Because, you know, if you love it, that's wonderful. But, like, I just can't right. do it. It's like and if I have I, no interest in trying to be that. Right. You know? I deleted the TikTok app from my phone. But if, like, a TikTok person comes to, into, uh, like, on Twitter. Like, you've seen that guy who holds up the laptops and, like, speaks along with, like, the crazy, like... Uh, right wing people on the OC who don't want to wear masks. Uh-huh. He's like a TikTok person that I like follow now because I'm like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. And there's that guy who Bo Bowmanizer, I think his name is, who like does fake reality show TikToks that are very funny, where he just like makes a huge deal out of nothing. And it's like, if I see you doing a TikTok thing in other mediums, I'll, yes. I'll engage I'll with watch it. it. I'll oh, watch it. All the TikToks I have seen are on Twitter. Yes, <laughs> like yes, are put on Twitter or something. But I just and can't. even now I'm just like I can't do Twitter anymore. <laughs> like I'm exhausted. It is exhausting. It's all so gotten so exhausting and it, you get to an age where you realize like I truly don't care like, <laughs> like this truly does not yeah, matter I don't care about your opinions on this thing that I love like I love it and I'm right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Which sounds kind of funny because we're like giving our own opinions on things that we love. Right. So but we're also right all the time. So <laughs> that's why we have this, this platform. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of more so like I've discovered like I enjoy like talking about it on my platform, but I'm not going to. And I will look at other people's opinions, but I'm not going to like take them so much to heart like yes, I used to. Like I'm yes. not going to be like this one poster on the Oscar forums disagrees with me. <laughs> yes, oh my god, because it, it used to like upset. Me. I know, and now I'm just like that'll be I good for you this year during election season because last time 2016 you were getting in fights left and right <laughs> on Facebook, and I think this is a good corner to have oh, turned. Oh, I've discovered that people's opinions on social media don't matter. Yes. Like and whatsoever it's true. in the slightest. It's true. Because half of them are fake anyway. Hey. <laughs> so this comes from Lana. Lana. Hi, Matts. I saw a Twitter thread debating if Chloe and Hallie being placed in R&B at the VMAs was correct or if they should be in pop. And it was done simply because they are black. Mm. At the Grammys this past year, Tyler, the creator, brought up in an interview that the urban contemporary categories are racist. I'm not an expert in pop or R&B music, but I definitely noticed that black pop artists tend to be placed in categories other than pop. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? I think there's definitely an argument. I remember when Rihanna albums would get placed in R&B categories, and I don't know if it happened with Loud, but when Rihanna was like very, very clearly straight pop and she'd get pushed into R&B categories, it would be like, okay, this is a little dumb. Uh. (laughs) Like, let's wake up. I do think the Chloe and Halle album would land in R&B for me, like when I'm Mm. listening to it. Like, sure, it's like very hooky and there are definitely pop elements. And it's also hard these days because all the genres are mixed so much. Yeah. But I think because it is down tempo, especially the end of that album gets very much like 90s R&B to me. I don't think they would deem it as an incorrect categorization just because their songs are kind of like bops. There are R&B bops and they make them. Like, I don't think that that is as much of a misnomer as when Rihanna would get pushed into those categories. Yes. So to me, I, I I don't think that it is a a mislabeling. You know. Okay. My personal opinion. Okay. What about Tyler, the creator? Is do you think he's? Uh... I don't know his music. <laughs> I've seen that performance, and I was you know it was one of those moments where like they I have nothing. This is not for me. <laughs> they don't make it like they used to. TLC would never do this. <laughs> TLC would never. Exactly. It's always TLC. I'm comparing everyone to. <laughs> um, Lana also asked Matt Steele, "Do you have a letterbox? I need to know your thoughts on more movies. I do not have a letterboxed. That's for those of you who don't know. It's a website where you can kind of kind of go on and review all the movies that you know mm. and love or don't love basically okay. all the movies that you've seen in a year or whatever yes i don't because i would spend all of my time on it just reviewing it and reviewing it and reviewing like stuff and i don't think enough people care about my specific opinions about you know the movie parenthood <laughs> <laughs> like which is my favorite movie of all time and to, oh gosh just think of it. how long your reviews would be they would be very That's long the thing. and this- i would like think and like be like how do i word this so i sound intelligent right. and everything and that's just like a lot of stress that i put on and, myself yeah, it'd be that unnecessary I, that i don't need to put on myself so i'm like you know what? i'm just not gonna get this that's thing. wise i think yeah. that's why that's why i've like stopped 
post. That's why I've like stopped kind of just like tweeting about things that I like. That's why I stopped like tweeting like my full reviews on things mm. and stuff like that. Right. Because it's I, just I've like a time of, suck. It's a time suck yeah. because I want to sound as intelligent. If I were to do it, I want to sound as intelligent and thorough as possible. Right. And I just, and then at the end of the day, you post it and I'm just like, and what did I do this for? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, if you, if that's what you love doing, like absolutely, absolutely. post on Letterboxd and everything. But I just, it, it stresses me out mm, too much, me right. personally. And also, you, you have a Devo's too to write, so you, who has the time? Now, uh, <laughs> I'm exhausted. I know. Now that stresses I know, me out. I know, but that's like, I mean, whatever the next thing you write is, that's a better use of time than reviewing Parenthood for three weeks or whatever. Uh, but Parenthood deserves my review. It does, it does. <laughs> one day, once you've retired, maybe you can open up your letterbox. <laughs> yeah, one day when I'm in like my 80s. Yeah, so Matt Steele. Yeah. What's been giving you moments, darling? It's fucking black as king. <laughs> like, that, it just is. Yeah. It's just so wonderful. I, I mean, just what a transformative experience. I know. I, we sat there in the dark watching it. I didn't blink once. <laughs> didn't look at my phone once. No. I, I wouldn't imagine looking away from the I screen. Know. I know. I honestly can't wait to watch it again in a way that I'm not tired because I've also been tired from that wait, like being up late that night and having to wake up early for work all weekend. So I tried to watch it again, but then it started getting tired again. It was like, oh, I need to watch this when I'm like fully awake and aware. And so maybe that's my plan for tomorrow. I took tomorrow as a day off. Just, you know, we got a Fourth of July day. It was on Saturday. And they're like, just use your a day off, a floating day at some point. And I'm using it on Monday. So that's beautiful. A day to watch yes, Black as King. A day to watch Black as King. Again. Again, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having my uh, third view. Viewing as black as king that day, I can't I, work. I really can't come into work. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's it's literally black as king, and what I talked about last week, all the Big Brother, drama, <laughs> like the preseason hey, drama. It's just a thrilling because now cast members are like, uh, they're posting um like things on Twitter, like hinting that they might be on All Stars, but like you know that they're fake, like, um, or like one of the the contestant from last year, Nicole Anthony, who mm. was like the favorite of last year, she was like. One day she was just like, it's very heavily rumored that she's going to be on the all-star season. Yeah. And she's like, guys, uh, so get ready for tomorrow. I'm going to post a really exciting announcement. So people are like, oh my God, if she's posting an announcement, then like she's obviously home. Therefore she's not on all-stars, but people are like, but what if she announces she's on all-stars and they're announcing a cast member one day at a time, blah, blah, mm. blah. And the next day she posted, I'm so excited to finally be able to announce my mom's potato salad recipe. <laughs> and like she posted this recipe for potato salad. That's like, funny. Like all the old cast members are just trolling everyone so hard. I love it. Every, it's it's just utter chaos. Is it Wednesday that this all starts and people get announced and just like enter the house? Yeah. All right. They're doing it like how they did Big Brother Over the Top, which is the online season okay. where it's literally they're just walking in. And it honestly, them, yeah. I mean, you don't want to count your chickens, but it seems like this could be a very good season. This is going to be an amazing season. I mean, and I mean, it's a two hour premiere. Wow. And so we assume that like it's going to be a live eviction, like a whole week's worth of play in one in the very first episode. And it's all going to happen live. So there's not going to be any like diary rooms, right. or confessionals or anything. So. It's going to be wild. All it's right. Be nuts and it's, it's what we deserve. We waited all summer for this. All right. Well, I hope yeah. it's as joyful as you would like it to be. Yes. Uh, what's been giving me moments this week? I have uh, two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is an HBO Max show called Love Life, which uh, is not new, but I just got HBO Max because my HBO Go or whatever is expiring. And so I was like, Wait, they like there's a difference. Between oh, HBO I Go and I HBO really Max? can't get into it. It's There's an HBO Go uh-huh. and HBO Oh, what's the other one? There were two HBO apps and they're sunsetting both of them and replacing it with HBO Max. Okay. HBO Max is going to have as well as like the HBO content, also original content that's just on the Max. Whatever. It's like I'm exhausted. Th- Guys, just bring back cable. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly, we're all going to have different apps for every single channel soon. So it's going to be basically yeah. cable that we're all paying for separately. But it's fine. The Anna Kendrick show Love Life is so cute and so charming and so amazing and the girl who plays her best friend I need to look her, her up the girl's name is Sarah could you look up Sarah on a, on a Love sure, Life and tell on me it. the actress's name because she is so excellent and she breaks your heart but it's basically every episode is about a different relationship in Anna Kendrick Anna Kendrick's character's life uh, Andrew Kendrick, Anna Kendrick's character is named Darby Carter which I think is a funny name um, but she talks about how all the relationships in her life have shaped her and how she grows. And basically she ends up at the end of this uh, season, finding the love of her life and like starting her life together with him, I assume. Um, but we are not uh, there yet. What is the actress's Zoe name? Zoe Chow. Yes. She is 
excellent. Um, also, I saw that the the show is narrated by Leslie Manville. Who is that? The Academy Award nominee, Leslie Manville. Oh, she, we, I was wondering who narrated it. It's a British lady? Yeah. Oh. She was nominated for Phantom Thread. She's incredible. Wow. <laughs> like, she's amazing. That's I'm all about that. All right. Sure. Well, I mean, I'm sure that was like a, a day of work for her. and I hope she gets a bunch of money for it. Absolutely. <laughs> Every time all I right. listen to it, I'm like, gosh, that could have been Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be great at that voiceover. Well, it's Leslie Manville. All right, we love Leslie. So Man- appreciate Field? Leslie, Leslie Manville. Bill, different me. from Leslie Mann, who's also an icon. I mean, a yes, as we know, <laughs> and deserves an Oscar nomination for Knocked Up. Mm, but that's excellent. That's a different topic. It's a different topic. But yes, yeah, so the the show is great, and for a while you're thinking every episode is about a guy, and most of them are about guys, but then they start digging into her relationship with uh, Zoe's character, um, Sarah, and her relationship with her mother, and basically just like what shaped the person she is and like what changes and she needs to make before finding the love of her life. Cause it's like, she has to become a full person herself before she finds the guy she's supposed to be with. And, um, I don't know. It's just a joy to watch. I'm on the edge of my seat every time. And as I mentioned, the real housewives of Atomic premiered tonight. Is it still good? Oh my God. Wasn't this the season that you said that they were like putting off airing? Yes. Okay. They had, yes. So this got delayed. It was supposed to start airing. I don't remember. Maybe June, like maybe even earlier, maybe May, but they were like, Oh, we're going to run out of housewives that we've already filmed. So we need to push out Potomac. Uh-huh. Uh, that kind of is a good thing because they're putting so much more marketing behind Potomac this year than I feel like it's always kind of been like the redheaded stepchild of the housewives. Cause it's the newer, one of the newer ones. I think Potomac and Dallas started around the same time. And while Dallas, kind of petered out and it's kind of really bad. Potomac's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. these women are so hilarious, so beautiful, and so quick-witted and, like, I don't know. It's just, like, you you, you like all of them a little bit. Like, there's maybe one that I hate all around, but you generally, I can find things to like. Who is it? Candace. <laughs> generally, I can find things to like about all of them and it's so, so lovely. It's lovely to watch. And I also feel like, this is also one of those things, kind of like the Brandy and Denise drama on Beverly Hills, where I know that what the season is leading to is a physical altercation between Monique and Candace. Mm-hmm. But outside of the, unlike the Brandy and Denise thing, you don't know what happened. You only know that there was a physical altercation. Charges were filed. Like they both uh, sued each other for second degree assault or like tried to charge each other with assault. The suit got dropped after reviewing Bravo footage. Mm-hmm. But you don't know why they're fighting you know it happens at a winery <laughs> you know okay. it's like drag me Monique like you know there's some hair pu- like touching of hair and then you just see like cuts and cuts and cuts but you don't know anything about what really leads up to it and in this first episode Monique's talking about how they've repaired their friendship and they're in such a good place blah 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 and so I just am on the edge of my seat because I feel like that kind of thing where something leaks but it doesn't actually leak the entire story of it because it feels like the Brandy and Denise thing Everything that there is to know about that situation, we kind of already knew. Like, okay. and so it's a little kind of like a, a balloon deflating watching those scenes. It's like, oh yeah, the bomb is that like Brandy says that they slept together, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> we heard about that. Yeah, but this is like just seeing how we're gonna get to such a bad place between Monique and Candace. I I just like can't believe because it starts with, of course, when they have a great moment like that. It starts with like the breakdown and like the big fight and like this quick cut, so you don't really see what's happening, and then they go to black and then. It's like seven weeks earlier. <laughs> and it starts Love that. when Monique's like, yeah, me and Candace are in a good place. I oh. really think everything's going to be great between us, blah, blah, blah. So I'm I'm thrilled. I'm excited. I'm so happy they're back on the screen. I just feel like like Monique opened the season talking about how she has a new pet bird and brought the bird over on a leash to Karen's house. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, yes, this is the craziness I'd like to see every week. Oh, Thank a you. Bird on a leash. Yes. And that is truly what I'm tuning in for. Like the women in Beverly Hills, <laughs> they like literally just sitting looking at each other and like get their makeup done in glam chairs and look at each other in these like crazy outfits and talk about a friend of housewife who's not even on screen for 30 minutes. I'm like, boo, well, maybe walk a bird. Like a more subtle no, moment. No, it's they're all, all about the subtext. They're all hiding whatever is truly going on in their lives. And the Potomac women are scrappy and are just putting out their truth. And the truth is, you know what? I'm teaching this bird how to be potty trained <laughs> and I'm bringing it on a leash. Like, Iconic. Well, and they they know they have to fight for their placement as the top rated housewife. Oh yeah, show. I think I, I hope their ratings go up because I think it's becoming more known that it's the best housewives mm-hmm. uh, franchise around right now. I also think that there's probably a shelf life to all of these. Like after 
five or six seasons there's probably you've probably peaked in the mm-hmm. franchise and they're just they're really hitting their stride all right you know, I'm Wait, I, over the moon that makes me wonder if you were to go on a reality show yeah like you would you like literally be like i have nothing to lose i'm gonna give it all i got and just be a crazy person <laughs> just so you could own that be the owner of that show i don't or you being a more pragmatic level-headed human being mm. like, and knowing how reality tv works right. like and know like ooh, but people could really hate this like would you be a little more cautious in your i approach? would not i would try to not be cautious but i you don't want to go full crazy person like you know you need to be cognizant of the fact that you're on a television show and mm-hmm. that this is for entertainment but you can't like do things that don't make sense. Like you yeah. can't just do things for the camera. Just like throw your leg. Yes. Which yeah, did yeah, happen. Yeah, and yeah. it's a great gift, but it's not a great scene because you see her premeditated. Like I'm taking this leg off. It's the finale. I'm trying to secure my spot, you know, get my apple back next year. And it's like, of course you're throwing your leg of Eva. Like it's just like, mm-hmm. uh, it just was so easy. But I feel like if you can escalate your actual personality and like in discussions or confrontations, just say what you would think and not normally say in a real environment, then you'd be a good housewife. That's really all it takes is like be a real person with real like be yourself, but kind of amplified and try not to filter yourself as you would because you're a polite, kind person. I think we would. I think each of us would be a good housewife for a different reason. Mm, I think you'd be more of a like a Kim. Like, I guess Kim's. Wow. I know Kim's an addict, but like you'd be like zany and mm-hmm. like out there. In I was a way. thinking more of like a Ramona. No, you're not pure evil. <laughs> Ramona walked into her Mexican Airbnb or whatever it was and was like, oh my God, I didn't realize we were going to have this many servants. Ooh. Said that to these people. Yeah, okay. she's a monster. Well, I mean, I feel like I'd be more of like a likable Ramona. I don't think you're like, I don't think you are Ramona. I don't think okay. you would want I'm, to be I'm a Ramona. Kim. You're a Kim. Okay. Because Kim is lovable. Kim okay. is like very Thank lovable you. and zany. And again, she's okay, more yes. influenced. Yes. But apparently she's been sober for a while now and she's just kooky. You, are, you would be a kooky, likable housewife. Thank you. Yes. I, I don't, I what don't, housewife would I be? What kind of housewife would I be? I truly don't know. Mm. I feel like you would be one that wouldn't peak like first season okay. but then like after two or three seasons people would be like that bitch <laughs> <laughs> like I, I feel like I feel like it would take a while for you to like do you think I'd get the villain edit from time to time I feel like people would like you the first season <laughs> then second season they'd be like oh and then third season they would either love to hate you yeah or hate to love you oh this is like I you made me sound like Jill Zarin <laughs> all right I feel like that was her arc everyone loved her and then it was like oh yeah but you're not like you're not like as it's, it's gonna sound rude, but you're not as like desperate. <laughs> like you're not as like, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so, hear you. Even though I do like her and miss her. Yes, I, of I, course she's wonderful. I but hear like, what you're saying. yeah, yes. I, I, I think I don't know. I'm trying to. Th- I don't know the housewives right. well enough. I think I also couldn't drink much on the. Like I could drink a little, but like they get so drunk, and I'm like, I would fully fall asleep. Yeah, I you, would just. You fall would asleep. not be able to. They'd be I like, okay, we have to cut Matt Palmer off because he will fall, <laughs> asleep, fall asleep and before the scene's over. Right, and no one needs that. That's no not. You know, that. I have work to do. Unless like you fall asleep like in the middle of a party and like mm. someone gets angry about that. True, but that's just like a, a funny like quick cut. You can like cut to a person asleep on the couch, but then it's like there's no scene there. Yeah, but then you get a little defensive about how you fall asleep because <laughs> like I feel like one of them would be like it was so rude of you to fall asleep and you'll just be like well I fall asleep what, I do, mean, you want I, to, yeah. what do you want me to do what like what do you expect me to do if I drank I'm asleep? tired like what it's just <laughs> as it's a natural to being thing like, oh, I'm so sorry oh, I ruined when, your wedding <laughs> I've never fallen asleep at a wedding just so we're all yet. clear <laughs> yet yet so I'd get a camera in front of me and you never know <laughs> and, and I mean falling asleep is like an easy thing to fake too so I wouldn't do that yeah, I'm you, a ma- I'm, you know I'm an actor darling you can't at, pretend like you're falling asleep. No, it's the no, easiest thing to no, do. I have to be myself. I have to be true to myself. Of course, time. yes. <laughs> Matt Palmer, always himself. That's me, darling. <laughs> oh well, guys, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Gay Matt and Matt Palmer Music, and at it's Matt Steele, and um, watch our YouTube's for you know our full review of Blackest King, which of course gave us all moments this week. Yes, um, and also become a Patreon a patron at Patreon.com/slash Two Gay Matts. Um, uh, and we love you all. We'll see you guys later. Yes, we'll be back next week with another Two Game Ads podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.